You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. In this video, I'm going to show you how to install VirtualBox on a Windows 10 computer. Once we've got VirtualBox installed, I'm going to show you how to download and install Linux within VirtualBox and get that running. Why do you want to do this? Well, these days it's really important for network engineers to learn Linux. It's very important if you want to learn network automation as an example. So it's a great skill to have. You also need to learn virtualization technologies. These days, it's very seldom that you will host a server directly on bare metal. Typically, you're going to host a server within hypervisor software, which could be type 1 hypervisor software, such as ESXi, or type 2 hypervisor software, such as VirtualBox. VirtualBox is free software that you can download and run on your Windows computer. So in this example, we're going to have Windows 10 running directly on our hardware. Windows 10 will be what's called the host operating system. And then we're going to run VirtualBox on top of Windows. And then we'll run Ubuntu within VirtualBox as our guest operating system. Now, VirtualBox is what's called a Type 2 hypervisor. A Type 2 hypervisor runs on top of another operating system. So in this example, we have Windows as the host operating system. We run hypervisor software which in this example is VirtualBox on top of Windows. And then we run a guest operating system within the VirtualBox. In this example, it will be Ubuntu. Type 1 hypervisors such as VMware ESXi run directly on hardware. So you don't install the hypervisor software on top of another operating system. You install it directly on bare metal or physical hardware. VirtualBox, however, is a Type 2 hypervisor. It runs on top of another operating system, which in this case is Windows 10. So we have Windows 10 as our host operating system. We have the hypervisor software, which is VirtualBox. And running within the hypervisor software, we have our guest operating system, which in this example is going to be Ubuntu. Now, if you enjoy these videos, please would you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please would you like the video and please click on the bell to get notifications when I post a new video. Without further ado, let's get started, and I'm gonna show you how to download VirtualBox, get it running, and then get Ubuntu running on VirtualBox. Okay, so now I'm gonna show you how to download and install VirtualBox on a Windows 10 computer. Search for My PC, right-click, go to Properties. This is once again a Windows 10 laptop. The processor is an Intel Core i7, 8 gig of RAM, 64-bit operating system. To download VirtualBox, go to virtualbox.org or just search for it in Google. So just search for VirtualBox. And the first hit in Google is VirtualBox Downloads. Now, if you've gone to virtualbox.org, scroll down and select Download VirtualBox. In this example, the current version is 6.014. I want to get the Windows version, so I'm going to click on Windows Hosts. 
And as you can see, VirtualBox is now being downloaded. It's 163 meg in size. So you simply need to wait now for that download to complete. Okay, so it's downloaded. I'm gonna click Show in Folder. Here's the VirtualBox executable. The installation process is very simple. I'm basically gonna mainly use the defaults. So I'm gonna double click on the executable. The setup wizard displays, I'm gonna click Next. You can customize the installation. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna simply click Next. Again, you can change some of the options such as not creating a shortcut on the desktop. I'm gonna leave everything at defaults and click Next. Now warning is presented that network interfaces will be reset. Before I continue with the installation, I'm gonna open up control panel, go to network and internet, network and sharing center, change adapter settings, and what you'll notice here is I have a physical wireless interface card. This is the interface that I'm using to connect to the internet. I also have some VMware interfaces, but there are no virtual box interfaces. Now don't get concerned if you see additional network interfaces displayed here once you install VirtualBox. That's normal. So when I click yes to proceed with the installation and then click install, you'll see that network interfaces are added to control panel. VirtualBox is now installed. And as you can see here, we've got a VirtualBox Ethernet adapter. So VirtualBox has added an adapter to my computer I'm gonna click Finish, which will finish the installation and start VirtualBox. Okay, so there we go. We've got VirtualBox installed. I previously installed Kali Linux in VirtualBox, so that's displayed here. But what I wanna demonstrate is how to run Ubuntu in VirtualBox. So I'm gonna to go to ubuntu.com, click Download, and we're gonna download the desktop version of Ubuntu. Now you could download 19.1.0, but we're gonna download 18.04 LTS or long-term support. That's the one I'd recommend that you download at the moment. So I'm gonna select that, and as you can see, Ubuntu 18.04.3 is downloaded. Again, all you need to do now is wait for the download to complete. So what I'm gonna do now to save time is pause the video, and then I'll restart the video once the file is downloaded. Okay, so the ISO image has been downloaded. We can see it's Ubuntu 18.04.3 desktop AMD64. Now, this is important. You need to have nested virtualization enabled on your laptop to be able to run this version of Ubuntu. So I'm now gonna show you how to enable nested virtualization on a laptop. In this example, I'm using an Intel laptop. Similar kind of process will be used for AMD processes, but you need to have nested virtualization enabled on your laptop to run this image. Okay, so I'm gonna show you that now. Skip to this timestamp if you've already got nested virtualization enabled on your laptop, and you just wanna see how to get Ubuntu running. Okay, so I need to enable nested virtualization or VTX on my laptop. So what I'm gonna do is shut it down. I'm gonna power it on. And in this example, for this laptop, I'm gonna hold the F2 key down. So you can see here, BIOS information. 
what I'm going to do is go to the next menu. And the important piece is Intel virtualization technology. That's currently enabled. There are some other options like hyperthreading, Intel AES NI, VTD, but the one that I want is Intel virtualization technology. You need that to be enabled to do nested virtualization in VirtualBox or a VMware workstation. So I'm going to save those settings and say yes to save. The laptop will reboot. Okay, so now I can log in. And I've been able to log in successfully. So if you have problems, make sure that Intel Virtualization Technology or VTX, Intel VTX is enabled on your laptop. Okay, so now that I've got nested virtualization enabled on my laptop, in VirtualBox, I'm gonna click New because I wanna create a new virtual machine. Notice currently it's set to Microsoft Windows, but notice what happens when I change the name. I'm gonna call this Ubuntu 18.04. You could use a better name if you want to, but that's the name I'll use for this demonstration. I'm gonna leave the machine folder at the default. It's picked up that I'm using Linux Ubuntu 64-bit. VirtualBox is clever enough to work out that this is Linux Ubuntu because of the name that I've used. I'm gonna click Next. We now asked how much RAM or memory we wanna to allocate to this virtual machine. This will really depend on the laptop that you're using and the hardware that you have available. In my example, I've got eight gig of RAM, so I'm gonna allocate two gig of RAM to the virtual machine and click Next. I'm going to allow VirtualBox to create a virtual hard disk of 10 gig, which is the recommended size, and click Create. You can change the hard disk type. I'm gonna just use the default. If you want to use this virtual machine with, for example, VMware, you may prefer to use VMDK, but VDI is fine for this example, so I'm gonna click Next. Now VirtualBox, like a lot of hypervisors, can either allocate all the disk space or it can allocate a portion of it and then expand it dynamically depending on how much space you actually need. I'm going to use dynamically allocated so that it doesn't try and grab all the disk space if I don't need it. It'll allocate more disk space when the virtual machine requires the disk space. So again, dynamically allocated, click Next. You can once again change the disk space if you want to. 10 gig is fine for my example. I'm gonna click Create. And as you can see, VirtualBox has created this Ubuntu virtual machine. I'm gonna to go to Settings to verify that everything looks good. So under Basic, we can see the virtual machine name. It's Linux Ubuntu 64-bit. Under System, we've allocated two gig of RAM. If you wanna change that now, you could do that. Processor type. We've only got one CPU allocated, so I'll change that to two CPUs to make it run quicker. AMD processors support nested virtualization. That's currently not supported in VirtualBox 6.0 on an Intel processor, but that's okay for what we're doing here. Now, one of the things that we wanna do is specify the ISO image that we've downloaded so that Ubuntu boots off that ISO and gets installed. So under storage, IDE, it says empty at the moment. 
I'm going to click on this CD-ROM and select choose virtual optical disk file. Go to downloads and I'm going to specify the ISO image that we've downloaded and click open. We once again want to boot off this ISO image and install Ubuntu. So I'm going to click OK and now I'm going to click start. VirtualBox is now booting. And as you can see, the virtual machine is booting off the ISO image. We can specify our language, which in my example is going to be English. And then we asked, do we want to try Ubuntu or do we want to install Ubuntu? I want to install Ubuntu because I don't want to keep on booting Ubuntu from the ISO image. We told that we can try Ubuntu without making any changes to the computer by directly booting off the CD. But what I want to do is install Ubuntu. That's not going to affect the Windows machine because I'm running Ubuntu within the hypervisor. I can now specify my keyboard. In my example, I'm using a UK keyboard. If you're based in the US, as an example, you would specify US keyboard. But I'll specify UK keyboard and click continue. Now, because I'm traveling, I'm actually connected to the internet via 4G modem. So I don't want to download additional Ubuntu options. If you're at home or in the office and you have a permanent connection to the internet, you may want to specify that option. I'm going to specify a normal installation, but not download updates while installing Ubuntu. And I'm not going to install third-party software. So I'm not going to download updates while I'm installing Ubuntu. I'm going to click Continue. Now in this example, I'm going to erase the disk and install Ubuntu. That's okay because I'm running Ubuntu in a virtual machine. I can erase the hard disk, which is a virtual hard disk, in the virtual machine without affecting my physical Windows computer. So I'm going to select that option and click Install. I'm asked, do I want to write changes to the disk? Yes, I do. Click Continue. Ubuntu asks me where I am. It's actually picked up that I'm in South Africa. So that's okay for this demonstration. You could change the time zone if you liked. So I could specify as an example, London and click continue. So what's my name? I'm going to specify David. That's okay in this example. Note that's the username that you're going to use to log on to the Ubuntu system. What's the computer name? I'm going to change that as Ubuntu VirtualBox. Username is going to be David. Password I'll specify as Cisco123. And I'm going to specify login automatically. Now you probably want to use a good password if this is a production system, but this is just a lab on my laptop, so that's fine. Basic password and automatic login. For the real world, as always, the warning is use a good password, eight or more characters. Make sure that it's complex. I'll click Continue. Ubuntu is now being installed. So what I'll do is speed up the video at this point so that you don't have to watch the installation process. Basically, it's taking the files from the ISO image, which is the virtual CD-ROM, and installing that onto the virtual hard drive running within VirtualBox. Okay, so after a while, we're told that the installation is complete. You need to restart the computer in order to use the new installation. I'm going to click Restart now.
Okay, so I've made a mistake there. We told please remove the installation media and then press enter. So what I'm going to do is close the virtual machine. So power it off. I should have done that before I rebooted the virtual machine. I'm going to go back to settings, storage, and I'm going to make sure that this is empty, which it now is. Click OK and then click start. So virtual machine is now booting up once again. And there you go. You can see my Ubuntu machine has booted up. I'm going to click next, click next, click next, and click done. Now this interface is way too small. If I resize the window, notice Ubuntu is still using a very small window size. So what I'm going to do is go to Devices, Insert Guest Edition CD. And I'm told that this software intends to be automatically started. Do I want to run it? Yes, I do. I need to put my password in and click Authenticate. I'm told that the system will be restarted. So notice the window size automatically adjusted there. When I move this around, window size is automatically adjusted. I'm going to press return to close this window. But notice now how the desktop is automatically adjusted because of those additions that have been added. I'm going to click show applications, search for terminal. I'll change the font here because it's way too small. So go to preferences, custom font, make this bold. Make this a lot bigger so that it's easier to see what's going on. Click Select and then close that. So as an example, if I type ifconfig now, I'm told that that command is not installed. That's an older command. So I'll do IP address. This is the IP address of my device. Can I ping google.com? Yes, I can because this device is using NAT by default. Under Machine Settings, Network, notice I'm using NAT. I'm not bridging the adapter to my wireless network card, which I could do, but I'm simply using NAT. That's the easiest way to get started. So if you're not sure, just use NAT, especially if you've got a laptop and you're moving from one wireless network to another. Clear clears the screen. Let's do IP address. When I select this and copy it, I can't copy it to Windows. So in Notepad, when I right-click and paste, that's not working. Now to enable features, go to Devices, Shared Clipboard. What are you going to allow? I'm going to allow bi-directional copying from one clipboard to another. I'm also going to allow files to be dragged from Windows into Linux and back again. So now when I select this and click Copy, and go into Notepad and paste that. Notice I've been able to paste from Linux into Windows. I could also do the same from Windows to Linux. So this is Windows. Copy that text and clear the screen in Ubuntu. Right click and click Paste. Notice I can paste into Ubuntu. Now that's not a valid command, but I've been able to copy from Windows into Linux and I've been able to copy from Linux into Windows. Okay, so in this video, I showed you how to download VirtualBox 
and get it running on a Windows laptop. I also showed you how to download an Ubuntu ISO image, boot off that in VirtualBox and get Ubuntu running on a Windows 10 laptop. Now, if you enjoyed this video, please once again subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please like this video and please click on the bell to get notifications. I'm David Bomble and I want to wish you all the very best. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.